Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 164 of the Bite Me podcast. I am Cliff Johnson, and I am joined today remotely because we're social distancing. Actually, we do this every week. We're never in the Cliff same Cliff and I are about anymore. 11 miles matter. away. Yeah, we're, we're, and that's about as close as I want to be to anybody right now. So I am joined by Mr. Dylan. That's me. That is Dylan. And he's got a great headband on today. He looks kind of like Rambo. Yeah, what, I mean, what is on your that's headband? Where we, that's where we're at currently. Um, <laughs> I think Cliff has mistaken Rambo for Dwayne Allman. Um, so. Same thing, same thing. I'm, I'm going to go with Roughly. Rambo. Yeah, Rambo's yeah. cooler. When, Way more oily, too. When, when the last Rambo came out... Um, you mean Last Blood? Like, yeah, Last Blood. <laughs> like, one of the spiffs they gave away, and our radio station got a bunch of them, were these, like, Rambo headbands yes. that said Last Blood on them. And for an entire day, like, half the office was walking around with Last Blood headbands on. Why do the I not have a Last Blood headband, Cliff? Sorry, I got there too late. I apologize. Uh, that is, of course, Colby. He's joining us. As I'm like well. 800 miles away. 1800. 800. It's, it's a, it's a 800. Yeah, it's a solid 14-hour drive to get to Colby. It's here. bad here. Don't come. Yeah, don't. They they had an earthquake this morning, and there's the ongoing pandemic, and apparently a toxic fire at an open pit mine. Like Utah is actually worse than it normally is. And it's usually pretty bad. Yay. So, yeah. Good luck, Cole. I wish you the best. Pack up the car. It's only 14, 14 hours. hours. You can be here by tomorrow. <laughs> Yay. I'm going to have a roommate starting next Monday, so I don't know where you'll sleep. But we'll find a place for you. It'll be fine. I have an extra dog He's only kennel. A... <laughs> well, my kid can sleep there. I actually there. have an extra dog kennel, too. <laughs> so we've got one dog kennel for your kid, one dog kennel for your wife. You can free oh, roam, awesome. Cole. It'll be, be in the backyard, space. too. It'll be perfect. Absolutely perfect. All right. Let's stop talking about how horrible our lives are and talk about video games. Uh, we're going to start out with what we're playing. We'll move on to news where we're going to talk about the most boring presentation PlayStation has ever done before. And that's actually saying a lot. I don't think their presentations are normally that good. Uh, Nintendo did a Nintendo Indie Showcase yesterday, showcased 22 new games. Xbox may have taken the worst inspiration from Sony you could possibly take. Talk about that. Uh, but the new Xbox Series X controller is really cool. Um, due to the pandemic, two soccer teams in Spain played uh, their game in FIFA instead. Talk about how that went. GameStop employees shockingly don't feel that the company is taking coronavirus very seriously. And uh, we'll also tell you how to clean and sanitize your gaming gear. Our title last week was we sure you talked about coronavirus a lot for a video game podcast, but I think every single bit of news is somehow tinged by it right yeah, now. So it's impossible to avoid I guess it. Get, yeah, get used to it. We have questions from Vinny. Uh, <laughs> Island Pizza, I think it's Eddie, Polynerdic, new question from him, nice guy, he's uh, a new patron, he just started hanging out on our Discord, he's, he's very cool, I've hung out with him, followed him on Twitter for a while, so welcome to Polynerdic, Joe Coleslaw, and Mr. Plight, um, a bunch of games coming to Game Pass, Game Pass is doing some kind of new cool stuff where you'll start getting some extra doohickeys if you're a Game Pass subscriber, we've got a Humble Bundle, we've got games free on the Epic Game Store, there's a thing called the Steam Game Festival Spring Edition that's kicking off today. There's free games out the wazoo. So if wazoo. you're stuck at home, wazoo. I've actually been to Kalamazoo. Not the same. Isn't it? Mm -mm. 
It's right outside Kellogg. It's a weird part of Michigan. Anyway, there's lots of free games, so if you're stuck at home, there's plenty to do. We'll talk about that too. But first, let's talk about what Vidya games we are playing. Cole, tell me some more about this weird-ass anime sword game you're playing. There's... I can't believe you're still playing it, honestly. I... It's on sale on the Switch No, right no, now. it's a different... That's a different one. Oh, of course it yeah, was. Yeah, there's, there's multiple games. That's a different game. Oh, you weren't here last week, were you, I Dylan? was not. We'll get to you in a second. This game Colby's playing is this weird Japanese, like... There's 15 games in the series or something, and no one's ever heard of it. Anyway, and, and an I'm anime, playing the like latest three one. animes and two yeah. movies. I I actually saw the Whatever. trailer for the movie, and I kind of want to watch it because it You're it right. seems just as incoherent as the actual game is. Sounds fantastic. Is it on Netflix? No, I need to. I saw a trailer for it. I have to get crunchy. <laughs> yeah, or I, I, I saw a trailer for it on um, the actual Xbox in their store, and but it was like three bucks to rent. So I'm going to see if it's on any streaming yeah. service or anything. Um, Perfect. So probably by next week, I'll have a review for the weird Sword Art Online game or movie. Um, so I think I understand the game a bit more. Okay, how many hours do you into it? Somewhere but probably between 15 and 20. And you're you think you know what's Well, happening. no, I think I know the the gist of the story. Like I don't Yikes. think I can go into detail. Um please continue. So, your character that you play is a person who a, a character in a VR game who essentially is being controlled by someone else. Um, you find a AI robot who is now your your its master, and because this is an ultra rare thing in the game, not the game you're playing, the game that is the game. Um, you are now super popular within the game and everyone wants to be your friend online. Um, and that's like the story, I guess. I like, Every time you talk about this game, I can't decide if I want to play it more or less. It's so hard to describe what it's about because it is literally like this weird meta where you're playing someone who is... You're playing someone who's playing a game inside a game like it's it's like a yo dog i heard you like games kind of situation <laughs> this sounds and, am and, amazing and, and like the the actual like so the game you're playing um the outside world to that like the actual world in this game doesn't come up a lot but occasionally they're like oh yeah I, that's my sister in real life and you're like oh right this is actually a virtual reality mmo i kind of forgot about that um and and so it's like really weird and i mean there's literally 20 to 30 minutes of just kind of like not cutscenes, but cutscenes occasionally Okay, maybe not that long, but you can go out and talk to people, and that brings in a cutscene, which are usually like two to three minutes, but you'll find a bunch of those. Or like one person will do a cutscene, and then it'll just be like, hey, do you want to do another cutscene, essentially, by talking to this person? And so you'll do like two or three of those in a row, and they all have nothing to necessarily do with that one cutscene. Um, 
And it also, like, there's, like, options you can choose within these cutscenes on, like, how to react to what the person says. But it's great because they're always the exact same thing, just worded differently. Um, there's no, like, real choice. It's, like, choice A and choice B both are the same thing, just worded differently. And I'm guessing that no matter which one you choose, they just do the same thing. But in between all that is, like, a kind of fun third-person shooter. Um... I don't know. Like it's, and it's you stopped playing Final Fantasy to play. Yes, it is so much better than Final Fantasy. All right, I'll trust you, man. There's nothing I can do to trust. Just, I mean, you know, in in the time of social distancing, just take the 24 gigs and download it, and just play it for like two hours, maybe, because I'm real curious. Yeah, right. Maybe I'll give it a shot. We'll see. I got to get through Ori. Um, we'll see. Maybe some time will Yeah, play. and so I that's all I played this week. Of, uh, it was that. Um, I really wanted to play Castlevania 2 yesterday. And in my head, I'm like, oh, I'll go home and I'll just load that up on the Switch because it's in the Nintendo, like, little NES store thing. Or, like, the, the NES emulator thing within Switch. And I don't know what I was thinking because it's not... And then I was just really disappointed. <laughs> so I tried to play Castlevania 2. So, that, didn't, no. Didn't. I think what I was mistaking, it's on the the mini NES. Oh, that could but, be. But uh, if, if you want to send me 20 bucks, I'll play Castlevania 2, and then you won't have to hear about my weird uh, Japanese game. It might be worth it, because I didn't follow oh, at all. I don't... This is the second time he's told me about it. I don't think he I follows. I played the game for like 20 hours, and I don't follow. Like, I can't explain it. It's so yeah. weird. All right. Dylan, first of all, I need to tell me how Tool was. It was fantastic. Ah, oh, so cool. Um, your second Tool concert, I assume, has been postponed? Not yet. When is it? The end of May. Yeah, it will yeah. be. Yeah. I think basically um, things through April have been canceled so far, so it's a matter of time. Yeah. So everyone knows that Tool is very cool, but tell me at least the name of the dude who opened for Tool, because this guy, Dylan showed me a video of this guy yesterday, and it's amazing. Yeah. Um, author and Punisher. Um, it's. I highly recommend this music to anyone. Um it was hard to see from the stage, but it looked interesting because we were pretty far back because that was what was available. Um, but it seemed like, oh, this guy's doing a lot of stuff for a single guy doing electronic music on stage. And then I looked him up afterwards and he like machines his own controllers for his um, electronic music. So everything he's doing is very physical. And you kind of just have to to see it to kind of understand. Um, but he's, like, wearing a microphone around his throat. He has, like, a quadruple microphone that he makes noise into to make other sounds. And then has a big, like, lever that he slams to create the rhythm. So nothing that you hear when you're listening to the music is done ahead of time. Like all the sounds he is actually creating at that moment. So there's no track playing in the ground that he's in the background that he's playing over. He's making all the noise happen as you're hearing it. And it's, was he triggering stuff that was MIDI already or is he making? All the right. Noise? So all the, all yeah. the, so he'll, 
obviously he chooses what track or yeah. song that he's doing. So all the instruments have that sound, but depending on how you control them and all that stuff, and he has all these custom like wheels and knobs and spinners and levers and things that all it, it's just the dude's next level. He had a it's vision and he watch. was able to create it because he's a mechanical engineer um by day and by night he's this really dark industrial electronic music guy um it was just really cool and it sounded great and I, after looking it up more afterwards like i was like oh i'm actually really into this it's pretty it's pretty cool yeah. go watch a couple of youtube videos it's it's really cool so anyway uh what games <laughs> are you playing or, you um know, haven't played a lot of games since like I would have talked about this last week if I was there because it's been that long since I really played anything. Because Dylan's been playing Farmville. IRL. Everyone's in. Everyone's lives are in chaos right now, to some degree, and it it's just weird. Um, but I did play Deep Rock Galactic, which is a game that I was very interested to play ever since I think I saw it at PAX. Like they had a really cool booth or whatever. Yeah. Um. But Austin, uh, one of our patrons, sent me a gift copy because it was on sale for a great price um probably two weeks back now or so um but it's basically a game where you are a space dwarf and you're doing space mining um and that sounds very exciting but it's like equal parts 3d steam world dig meets left for dead kind of um definitely a more interesting experience if you team up with three other people and are are playing three other dwarves right um so that's going to be more interesting because there is four classes that do four kind of different things you have a gunner an engineer a medic probably i can't i'm not off the top of my head not remembering because i've only really played as the gunner um so you have a slightly different equipment and uh weapons or what have you and then You'll try to find the minerals or ore that your specific quest um, asks you to find. So get 20 of these and 10 of those as your side quest. And then you just kind of dig around in the... You go through some caves and find soft dirt. And you find other tunnels and mine this ore and then get attacked by alien bugs. Um, And it's super fun. Uh, and the soundtrack is fantastic, um, which really makes good. it that much better when the music kicks in and you got some aliens attacking you and you got these cool like 80s synthesizers kind of trudging along in the background. It's a great time. So <clears throat> I, I mean, used to live very close to the open pit mining Utah that's now on fire. And I've known uh, quite a few people that have worked there and people that have worked in um, like some gold mines in uh, Nevada. Um, None of them ever mentioned being um, or having a gunner on their mining teams. And so um, they probably didn't have giant alien bugs trying to eat them either. Oh, no, they did in Nevada. Yeah, Yeah, Nevada is a weird place, man. Super weird place. Huh. All right. Um, I have been playing Ori. And the Will of the Wisps, and I don't remember if I talked about it last week or not. I think Probably. you did a little bit. Yeah, um, and that's right. I'd only played like the first forty-five minutes last week, so I'm an indeterminate amount of time into it. Like, 
I can't decide if I'm really far into it and the map is just about the same size as the original Ori or I'm not very far into it at all and the map is way, way, way bigger than the original Ori. The original Ori only took like six or eight hours to beat, no, right? No, I think it was 10 to 12. Mm. I don't I don't know how much I am, but man, that game is so good. It is just stunningly gorgeous and it controls incredibly well. Um, it's a little more, again, I, it's been so long since I just played the first Ori, it's hard for me to remember, but it seems like it's way more quest-based, like you do a lot of questing, um, but it's interesting in that it's not like, it's not like a FedEx quest, it's not like, take this thing and go to here and do this, like your main quests are, go to this place and, and go here, um, and you can even see it on your map, you'll, you'll, it'll just be this weird orb that's like way off the normal map. You don't have any idea how to get there, but you know that it's over there. But there's a ton of these like side quests where I went to a guy and he gave me a bag and I'm like, cool, what would I do with this bag? And he's like, I don't know, maybe you'll find someone else along the way who needs a bag. And so you just talk to everyone and eventually someone will go like, oh gosh, do you have a bag? That'd be so great. And he gives you a bag and he's like, I'll trade you for this bag of spices I have. And you're like, cool. What do I do? He's like, I don't know. Maybe you'll find someone who needs a bag of spices. And eventually you do. And sometimes, you know, like, hey, this guy wants X and I know who can give that to him so I can go make that happen. But a lot of times it's just like you hang on to this stuff until you find someone who needs it. Um, but I'm really enjoying it. I mean, it's it's a very traditional Metroidvania where you get new abilities that let you get to new places and jump higher and do more and grapple further and so on and so forth. Um, maybe the only the only thing I've been a little confused about is there are like abilities that you need to get to like traverse through space that you don't find. You can actually purchase them. Um, and so there's this dude who will sell you abilities and ability upgrades. And I'm like, cool, I don't... I don't need any of these, and they all appear to be mostly for um, combat. Like, you know, it's it's a it's a, a, a pound thing that you can use to pound your enemies, or it's a spear that you can use to spear at your enemies. I'm like, the com I'm playing on an easy mode. The combat's not that hard. I don't really need more. I have, a, like, a sword flashy thingy, and I've got a bow and arrow. That's really all I need. And so I hadn't been spending money on them because um, I just didn't need them. And I kept running into these, there's, there's barriers in your way. And sometimes those barriers can be broken by bad guys. So, you know, if there's a bad guy who will shoot stuff at you. And if you get in front of the barrier, they'll shoot the barrier. Or you also have the ability to like redirect their shots. So sometimes it's, you need to redirect their shots into the barriers and they'll break. But I'd run into maybe three or four of them that... I just couldn't figure out how to get through. And I kept thinking, like, I'm going to get a ground pound ability eventually. I'm going to get a ground pound ability eventually. But I just hadn't. And I'd gone everywhere I could think to go. And I'm like, I don't understand why I haven't gotten it yet. I don't understand. Like, I, there's not that much more to explore why haven't they given this to me yet. I'm like, I must have just, I must have missed it somewhere. So I went online. I looked it up. And they're like, oh, no, you just buy it from that guy. Like, the that ground attack that you you didn't buy and didn't remember is the one you use to break through these things. So I went back. I, I don't even think I had to go back. I think I'd actually bought it at some point in time before I realized that I didn't need them. I just like equipped it and I could break through these things. So that's been the only real like stopping point at this, this point in the game. Although I, I will say I have, this is probably the second or third time where I've gotten to the point where I'm like, I've, 
I've explored everywhere. I've done everything and I can't figure out what the next thing is. And it ended up, I just missed something subtly. And so the game maybe could do a little bit better of a job of like guiding you in the right direction. It, it really just does kind of say like, Hey, big Ori world, good luck. And especially before you unlock teleporting, um, there's like uh, shrines you can go to that you can teleport around the world. Um, it takes a while to traverse through it. So it can kind of suck if you don't know what you're supposed to be doing and you're just like, well, I guess I'll just explore around it. It can take you a while to get through it because the map is pretty big. And even now that I have shrines, there's only like three or four of them. So oftentimes it's, I have to go quite a ways to get to one. And then when I transport me somewhere else, I still have quite a ways to go before I get to where I'm going. So like, traversing the map is a little bit of a pain and it's a little bit uh, opaque as to what you're supposed to do some of the time, but it's, it's such a, it's just breathtakingly beautiful. I find myself just screen capturing it constantly. Um, the story's very basic, but very cute. Um, I'm, I'm really liking it. It's on game pass. So if you have not played it yet, I recommend you go do it. Um, I was talking to Vinny earlier. Apparently it's a little buggy on the PC. Um, I assume they're working on it. It's not, it's not not buggy on the Xbox. It does probably, I've been playing it about an hour, hour and a half at a time. And during that time, I will have two or three times happen where it just completely locks up um, and will freeze for a second or two. But it's not, it's not horrible or anything. And the game is so smooth and buttery the rest of the time that you almost don't notice it. So, all right. Should we talk about Patreon? Woo! Yes. Thank you. Uh, because we almost missed it last time. So I'm going to put it right here now. So if you like this podcast, which I hope you do, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash bite me podcast for as little as a dollar an episode or no, that would be awesome. No, as little as a dollar a month, you can, uh, get early access to our episodes on your own private RSS feed. Um, you can get some free stickers, free junk. You can hang out with us. It, it really just, um, it probably does make you feel better about everything would be my guess. Like makes life a little brighter. Probably. Um, if you pay us $10 a month, we will read your name in the show. And these are our bestest friends is the way I understand this. So first up, Alan Schulte, Austin Palmer, the guy who gave Dylan Deep Rock Galactic. He gives Dylan money every month and video games. He is the Ooh. bestest person in the entire world. Uh, Brian Henniger, Joe Cole Jr., John Tippins, Kevin Schold, Megan Phillips, and Tom McDermott. Thank you, wonderful people, for supporting this podcast. Again, you can go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast and do the same. We, Dylan, we love you all. Yes, Colby. We love you all. Last week, Colby had to fill in for I you. did amazing. The he he nailed this next bit. Um the the other two bits that that are <laughs> super important and that we rely on you for were not they were great. As great. <laughs> they were weird so, and uncomfortable. <laughs> it, everybody thought so. So I'm very glad you're here to take care of this for us. News See, like, that was good. Like, Colby's news was good. His news was good. His Vinny... was amazing. <laughs> I'm still uncomfortable over it. it yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, did either of you guys watch the, the PlayStation thing No, today? and I'm glad I didn't, because I saw the reaction oh. to it. 
So I, I need to like set the stage a little bit, right? So this was supposed to be a GDC talk, the Game Developers Conference, and everyone knows that got canceled because of coronavirus. And so they're like, hey, we're just going to do it on on YouTube. And everyone's like, cool, that's great. Then we'll all get to watch it because GDC is normally like a closed thing that they don't even really allow much press in there. So this will be really cool. And it comes up and it has this kind of like you join the show and it's like, you know, two minute warning and it's all kind of peppy and fun. And then there's like this kind of countdown. I'm like, this is actually really cool. Like they've really done a good job. And I'm not normally super into PlayStation conferences. And then it launches and there's that guy does kind of this intro and he's like, I'm going to kick it off to dude Magoo, who's head of something. And I, if I was a better journalist, I would have had those things written down, but I'm not. And the dude looks exactly like Dana Carvey, which is a little weird, but whatever. But he's, he's, he's green screened, standing up green screened. And there's just like PlayStation, like logo, we kind of stuff behind him. But then, in the in front of him, there's a podium with a with a Sony laptop on it that I believe was fake. I don't believe he was actually standing behind a podium. I think it was just a graphic. <laughs> and then behind that, they had like a fake crowd, um, like Mystery Science Theater fake crowd. Um, so it looked like he was actually giving a presentation to people, and he had this like very like ASMR like I don't actually want to say who he reminded me of because Joe asked a question about that but keep keep this in mind this part of the conversation in mind when I tell you who he reminded me of later but just like super and now I'm going to tell you about the SSD inside of the PlayStation 5 and why the SSD in the PlayStation 5 makes a lot of difference I went all over the world talking to PlayStation developers. I spent months traveling and asking them what they really, and if this went on forever. I watched it for about 15 minutes and turned it off because I could not take it anymore. <laughs> but long story short, they gave information and I guess information's good. So we'll talk about that. But man, like if Sony didn't realize that this was going to be essentially their, their time to really pump out the Xbox, like, or I'm um, pump out PlayStation details. Like Xbox got out there and had a real presentation, had Phil Spencer do stuff. And this was, was their thing. And it's, it's not good. Um, so the one thing that they talked about over and over and over again was the SSD. They're so excited about the SSD. And this is what they've been talking about. I mean, literally since they made the announcements, right? So this is the hard drive that's going to be inside the PlayStation. And I think it's interesting that they're making such a big deal about it. And like, play, like Xbox has talked about it a little bit too, but I don't think quite as much as PlayStation does. They dedicated, a, I mean, literally the 10 or 15 minutes I watched, it was all about this hard drive and how developers are so excited about it. Um, what it is supposed to do is it's supposed to let games boot in seconds. So they're saying, you know, it'll literally be able to start your game in a second or two. There'll be no load screens. Um, and and one thing they said that was interesting is that in theory, it'll allow developers to design with freedom. And so the idea is that you won't, every time you have to load a new portion of the level, have to get in an elevator while this, you know, the game loads in the background, you'll just, they'll be able to pull it off these really fast hard drives. And I think that's cool. Like that's all great. But I also wonder 
how like assuming that the Xbox doesn't have the same hard drive or one that's equally as fast, that level freedom will never exist because they're not going to do two different level designs, one for the Xbox and one for the PlayStation 4. Like it's just not going to work that way. So either you have to assume that developers will never take advantage of this or the X drive Xbox hard drive is just as fast as this one and it's not that special of a feature. So I don't know. You guys have thoughts about this so far? SSDs. Yeah, they're great. I don't know. What what I wonder is is like I have an SSD in my computer. You've got one in your computer. Yeah. I still have load times in my video games. So are these things so blazingly faster than the SSD I have that I can't load times go away? Are they still using PS4 games to tell us about this technology? Probably. I guess the thing is is. Like, of all the things that I care about in video games, like, load times aren't... It's not something I think about a whole lot, especially since most games now have, like, a a load time at the first, and then you don't have a lot of load times after that. Um, yeah, I stopped caring about load times, I think. I remember... I can't remember which Tony Hawk game it was, but... It was a pretty big deal that you could skate around the entire open world without a load screen. That's yeah. when I stopped caring because that was pretty cool. You loaded into the game once, and that was it. Like you explored the yeah. whole open world. Like I don't, I don't, I don't care. And I, it's gonna be I, like I do. The thing I do like about the SSDs is apparently they're gonna be able to kind of use them as essentially an extra bank of RAM too. Like they're fast <laughs> enough that you'll be able to offload stuff to it. So what I'm excited about is like I don't care about load time. Like GTA Five has an obnoxiously long load time, but once you get into GTA Five, there's no load times anywhere unless you go in or out of a strip club. Um, but what I hate about GTA five is when a car drive past you and you go, Oh man, I want that car. And you turn around and that car isn't yep. there. So like having a faster hard drive and more Ram that makes it so they can cash things like that car that drove past you. That's exciting to me, but low times, whatever. I mean, it's cool. I just hope, and I guess we're going to talk about this next. I'm a little concerned that. PlayStation like marketing PR thing is like load times, load times, load times, load times, load times, and not hey look at how great our graphics are. <laughs> well, when, um, when's the last time you played a game where you went oh the load times on this are awful? Actually, let me answer that. Uh, the Outer Wilds or Outer Worlds. You know, and I like I will say too. I think that I'm actually I don't care about startup load yeah. times. I care about when I die. What? And I come back to life load times. Yeah. So those matter way more. To what me. was the game that we just played that had that problem? Um, there was a game where when you died, we were having the load times were bad. Oh, yeah. I don't remember what it Star was. Star Wars game. Yes, but like yes. other than that, has that been a problem for no. a while? And I, th I, I mean, I guess maybe I think the only reason we noticed it because it hasn't been a problem. I guess it could be one of those kind of like uppercase G gamer problems, you know, like I bitch about load times, but it just doesn't seem to be that big of a deal to me. Anyway, um, what are the other big things? Like they talked about their, their processor and their, their video card. Um, I, I will, we'll talk about the specs of this thing in a second. Cause I actually have a big chart that compares the Xbox to the PlayStation five. So ignore that for a minute. Um, 
they it's going to have 3D sound. That's a big thing that they're they're working on. So you'll have 3D sound in regular headphones, but they're also working on 3D sound for people with just a TV speaker and sound bar. Um, so you'll be able to sit in the middle and still get that 3D sound effect. Um, but like they really expect you to be playing games on the system in headphones. So that's where they're putting a lot of their their development time. And like I, 3D sounds cool. Um, I don't. Outside of, um, oh shoot, that cool game by Super Ninja. Um, always, um, Hellblade? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's my dog barking. We just got a delivery. Um, working from home, yo. Um, outside of that, like, I don't know if I've ever been blown away by positional audio. Um, like there are games where it's nice, like to be able to hear behind yeah. you and hear what's going on and that kind of stuff. But I, 99% of the time when I'm playing with headphones on, I actually have only one ear on so I can hear what's going on in the rest of the room <laughs> anyway. So I only have like one and a half D audio anyway, I guess. So whatever. But I mean, it's cool. Like, I, I think it's a cool thing to do. Um, an interesting thing they're talking about. So Xbox has come out and said that every game that is backwards compatible, on the OG Xbox and the Xbox 360 will work with the Xbox Series X. And every game on the Xbox One will work on the Xbox Series X. Um, PlayStation is confirming that the PS4 and PS, uh, PS4 Pro legacy modes will be included on the PS5. Um, it's apparently a separate mode, though, than the PS5 normally runs in. So I don't know if that's going to be like how when you load up an Xbox game, it kind of like spins, or an Xbox 360 game, it kind of spins up a, like a 360 container and you kind of live inside of that, or if it's going to be like something you have to boot into, I don't know. But this quote from guy, I don't remember his name, was uh, was very interesting to me. So quote, lastly, we're excited to confirm that the backwards compatibility features we are working are working well. We recently took a look at the top 100 PS4 titles as ranked by playtime, and we're expecting almost all of them to be playable at launch on the PS5. With more than 4,000 games published on the PS4, we will continue the testing process and expand backwards compatibility coverage over time. So the PS4 is mostly backwards compatible to some games. <laughs> And <laughs> that seems bad. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess, hey, a bunch of really long games, because, I, I mean, it's not the best games. It's not the highest rated games. It's the games people have played the longest <laughs> will be backwards compatible, Most. mostly, if you look at the top 100 of them. So, cool. <laughs> All right. Are you ready to compare flops? Let's compare flops. All right. So the Xbox Series X has an 8X Zen 2 core processor at running at 3.8 megahertz. Um, the PlayStation 5 has essentially the same thing, except it's running at 3.5 megahertz. <laughs> oh, those are gigahertz. Sorry. 3.8 gigahertz versus 3.5 gigahertz. So a little bit slower uh, processor. Um, the GPU... On the X Series X, 12 teraflops. Um, so it has 52-somethings running at 1.825 gigahertz, whatever. Uh, the PlayStation 5 has 10.3 teraflops. So 1.7 teraflops less. 
I guess that's bad. I can't imagine it's actually going to matter, to be frank. I, I really don't, but people really like to compare these things. They have the exact same amount of RAM. They both have 16 gigs of GDDR6, whatever that is. Um, memory bandwidth is interesting. So the first 10 gigs of that 16 gigs on the Xbox is addressable at 560 gigabytes per second. Um, the second six gigs is addressable at 336 gigabytes per second. The all 16 gigs of the PlayStation 5 are, avail are available at 448 gigabytes per second. So the Xbox has way faster um, RAM access for the first 10 gigs and slower RAM access for the next six gigs. So I don't... It's probably better to have faster RAM access for the first 10 gigs because you can shuttle things in and out faster. But again, I don't know how much it'll matter. They both have a Blu-ray drive. Yay! Um, this is interesting, though. The Xbox has a terabyte SSD. The PS5 only has an 825 gigabyte SSD. So that's probably a full game less that you'll be able to install, a full AAA game less you'll be able to install on the PS4 uh, versus the PS5. And uh, they're both going to have expansion cards that are done via NVMe SSD slots. So um, we got a story about that later for the Xbox, though. So, And I don't know what we know about the PlayStation 5 yet, but essentially you'll just be able to put one terabyte SSD hard drives into this to expand storage. Um, the Actually, we'll talk about that in a second. So moral of the story is, is who cares? They're both super, super, super fast computers. You, like it really you explaining that to me is probably how you felt when I tried to explain Sword Art Online to you. Absolutely. Just that I'm like, cool, whatever you just said. The, the moral of the story is, is the PlayStation 5 on paper is slightly slower, slightly less powerful than the Xbox, but in reality, so much will come down to individual game optimizations. So much will come down to how developers use things. And the reality is, is most developers make a game that will run on both of them pretty much the same. Like you're not going to spend a bunch of time doing Xbox optimizations versus PS5 optimizations. You're going to get a game that runs well on both of them and absolutely call it good. Yeah. So, and, and the reality is, is both of them are very, very, very fast computers. So it's going to be great. They're going to be super fast and it's probably the best deal in gaming you can get right now. Like I, PCs are fabulous, absolutely fabulous. But for the price these are better machines than what you could buy on a PC. So I, I heard a story and I'm going to probably mistell this. So I don't know, go look it up. But so sure. with the PlayStation two being released in, uh, Japan and North America this year, 20 years ago, um, yeah. there was some weird thing where, because it's essentially just a very fast computer, um, when they, at the time, when they first came out, they were tr like either having a problem or trying to figure out ha like how not to have a problem with Iraq buying a bunch of them to, Absolutely. to use them as like a supercomputer. <laughs> it was PS3s, I think, actually. Uh, see, and they were talking um, specifically about the PS2s. Uh, could be. I know when um, the PS3 first came out, one of the, the features, and Sony actually, I believe, lost a class action lawsuit on this because one of the, the things with the first PS3s is you could run Linux on yeah. them. 
And they eventually removed that capability. And there was a bunch of places that bought like five or oh, six hundred yeah, of them, networked them all together, and used them to make giant supercomputers. Because the the weird cell processor in them was really good at running calculations. And I mean, they have a video card in them, which is also really good at doing like floating point math. So people built very powerful supercomputers with them, um, just stock PS4s. And because they were like you know five hundred bucks a pop, they were actually cheaper yeah. than buying. PCs. So yeah, that wouldn't shock me at all. Wouldn't shock me at all. All right. Onward. And at the end of the day, buy an Xbox, buy a PlayStation, just be happy and don't be obnoxious about it. Buy them both. I'm not going to buy them both. I, I will eventually get a PS5. I'm, I'm sure. guessing. But I'm sure I will too. I, it's a mistake I've made for and, the last two generations. And, I, I don't see any reason to stop. And that's kind of where I'm at now. I'm like, well, let's see. PS3, I played like four games on uh ps you know four i played four games on do but on my ps4 i didn't buy so maybe i'll just do it yeah, that. that's fair i bought two of them mm, you know. it was a mistake one of them sitting right here it hasn't been turned on for probably six months yeah. anyway uh nintendo did a nintendo indie showcase yesterday and it was kind of fun did you guys watch it by chance no colby was working I didn't. dylan has no excuse um, it was like 12 minutes long. It was so short. It was shockingly short. So they ran through like 22 games in like 15 minutes. Um, kind of some standouts. There's a new game called uh, Blue Fire coming out summer 2020. It's got, it's kind of a, it looks like it's got some really interesting like 3D platformy kind of stuff, which could suck, but maybe not. It looks really good though. It's got a great graphic style. It's a game coming out called Baldo, which has got a really cute kind of, um, Oh, who's that big, like, Japanese animation... Um, Studio Ghibli? People. Studio Ghibli. Yeah, it, it reminds me a little bit of them, um, but it's like an open-world action-adventure RPG um, that looks kind of fun. Uh, let's see. Cyanide and Happiness has a game coming nice. out, which... Oh, yeah, I love Cyanide and Happiness. I cannot imagine <laughs> how that will be made into a game because 99% of those cartoons are just grossly offensive. Um, it takes place in a post-apocalyptic world that destroyed everything and left everyone quote unquote horribly mutated. Um, that looks good. Uh, it's coming out summer 2020. Uh, so was the, uh, the Baldo, the animated looking one, uh, summer and Mara looks pretty good. Also coming out summer 2020. It's uh, kind of a, an open world RPG. There's some farming, that kind of thing. Uh, Quantum League is a, man, it's a game that I hope comes out on other platforms. Actually, I'll, I'll be honest. One of the biggest things that happened during this Nintendo Direct is there was a ton of timed exclusives on Switch, which I don't like very much just because I, like, Switch is great. I love my Switch. I own, I've bought two of them. So it's a great platform, but I just hate timed exclusives generally. So um, Quantum League is a 1v1 and 2v2 first person shooter, which already like that's not what I want to play in my Switch, where every time you die in the world, you go out and then all of the people that came out before you came out. So in theory, you can take a character, go left, get behind cover and start shooting. And then when you die there, the next time you come out, you can go right and come up and go start shooting, but your ghost will go out and go left. And so like in theory, you could actually provide cover for yourself. Um, which is kind of an interesting concept. It's, they said it's kind of one of those games that you have to kind of wrap your head around, 
but it sounds interesting. I Like I said, I just would rather play it on the Xbox. Um, coming out in late 2020, The Good Life is getting a ton of hype. I thought it looked absolutely terrible. It's, uh, I don't know, just kind of a, a some sort of RPG where you get to ride all sorts of weird critters. I, I don't, I, that's all I know about it. But man, it had the worst cat animation I've ever seen. Like, for some reason, it had the cat running and, like, its front legs would just come back and meet its back legs when it would run, which isn't how cats run at all. It looks so awkward and stupid. Um, the Last Campfire is a new game coming out from Hello Games, the folks who made No Man's Sky. Um, that previewed at E3, I want to say, or maybe Game Awards, something. I don't know. It's not the first time you've seen it. It looked really, really cute. Coming out summer 2020. It looks like just kind of a fun kind of narrative 3D adventure game. Looks good. Uh, there's a... Blair Witch is coming out. Blair Witch was not good, so bummer there. Uh, Sky Children of Light is the, the mobile game that came out from the folks who made Journey. Um, I can't remember their name. Uh, that game company. Uh, it's been out on mobile for probably a year. It's actually really fun. It's coming summer 2020. Uh, what else is coming out? Wingspan is a relaxing strategy game about birds for one to five players. <laughs> um, I think there was a cat CCG too, maybe. <laughs> um, Dicey Dungeons is coming out. Dicey Dungeons is really cool. Uh, let's see. Moving Out is a game I played at PAX. It's super fun. It's uh, from the folks who make... Um, oh, shoot, Dylan. Who's Who were those Australian guys that we met at uh, PAX yeah, years ago? The, uh, yeah, Death, some, Death, Death Squared. Death Squared, yeah. Yeah, they make Death Squared. This is like a, a overcooked-style game where you have to move furniture out of people's houses. Um, Carter and I played it. My son played it and when I played it at PAX and we moved a bunch of furniture out of a haunted house. So you have to like avoid the ghosts. It's very fun. Uh, and then Exit the Gungeon, which is the sequel to Enter the Gungeon, which has been an Apple Arcade exclusive for the last six months, is coming to Switch as well. So a bunch of good games coming out. Um, you know, it's all indie stuff. So if that's your jam, you're going to find something you like. There's a, so I, I told Vinny because we were chatting about it during it yesterday, and I said, like, the worst part about it is I watched those games come out, and I'm like, oh, man, I cannot wait for this game to come out six months later on Game Pass. Um, it's a terrible attitude, and it's not very supportive of game developers, <laughs> but it's my life right now, so what do you do? All right. Uh, so I would say, in my opinion, the worst thing that Sony has done as a company literally forever is be a big fan of proprietary memory cards. Um, like for instance, Dylan has a really nice video camera and it uses a memory card format that I had never even heard of um, when, when we bought that camera. <laughs> um, like Sony forever used instead of like compact flash or SD cards, they use the memory sticks and like their accessories, you know, like they have their own camera line and the only thing that plugs into it is Sony lenses and Sony flashes. It's just kind of their, their you know, the, thing. The best thing is I have a camera that uses S by S cards and my camera for work uses XQD cards. Oh, so two so completely different, two different Sony proprietary Sony cameras. The good so, news is, though, they've never had a case of anyone ever losing anything yeah, on those cards. Yeah. And I've literally never had a problem. So that's what you pay for. But you do pay for it. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I remember when we had to buy those X, what are, XQD, XQD cards. XQD cards. I'm like, how big of one do you need? And Dylan's predecessor was like, I don't know, like a 64 gig one. I looked at it, I'm like, oh my God, why is it $125? Yeah. So, <laughs> so, like, the one thing I will say is, and I mean, I know we're going to get into this, is I don't mind proprietary things necessarily. My only complaint that I ever had with Sony is they were so expensive. Yeah. If if like Sony things were not comparable but only maybe a little bit more, I'd be okay. Right. But like when like I needed I was for my Vita or uh the thing before the PSP, like I needed storage and I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, like I know they're a little bit more expensive and I'm like, I but I want like a little bit bigger one than and I looked at it, I'm like, oh, they're like $85. Why is this, you know, 16, you know, meg or whatever thing, $85? Well, and to me, like, the problem, I like, I agree. Yeah. And and to me, it's very much like going to college and having your professor say, like, mm -hmm. hey, by the way, w the book for this course is one I wrote. I wrote. Yeah. Um, like, it just seems really crappy. And, and I would almost be willing to say, like, hey, I don't mind proprietary stuff. Like, I don't mind that I can't plug my thing into your thing. Like, I have, an, I have Apple phones. Yeah. And it doesn't really bother me that I have to buy an, a, an Apple charger for my phone. Um, because they've also said, like, here, we'll, we'll certify anyone who makes one of these and pays, you know, our licensing and certification stuff to make sure that the quality is there. Um, like, I don't buy Apple cords. I buy Amazon yeah, cords. Yeah. And they're reasonably priced and they've got a reasonably good quality. Actually, that's not even try by anchor cords now, but whatever. Um, but that's what Sony has never done. They've never mm -hmm. said, hey, we're going to use this proprietary format and we're going to let Others. quality third persons yeah. license it. Yeah. Um, and that's the problem I have with it. Anyway, this is a really long way of going <laughs> around to saying that Xbox might be doing this for the Xbox Series X. Yeah. Um, we were talking earlier about the fact that you're going to be able to just essentially plug a, a specific type of SSD. They're called MVE uh, SSDs. I think, like, I'm really getting close to talking out of my whatever. I think they're the... Yeah, the kind, they're not like an S SS like a an SSD that you're used to seeing, which is just like a little teeny hard drive. They're the SSDs like if you've ever put one of those, they almost look like a RAM chip that you put directly on your motherboard. It's it's those ones, I believe, in some sort of way. And so, in theory, you're just gonna be able to plug those things in and give yourself an extra terabyte of storage. They're super fast. They're really cool. Um, the rumor right now is that Microsoft is going to use a proprietary version of it. So this is something you can buy. And like, I have one in my computer right now. I have a 500 gig NVE, uh, sorry, NVMe in my computer right now. Super fast, really easy to put in, doesn't take up a hard drive slot, whatever. It just bolts to my motherboard. It's great. Um, but they're saying that uh, these might be something you just have to buy from Microsoft. And that sucks <laughs> I, don't, I don't know i like i don't really have necessarily a problem with it because the other thing that i didn't like you know if my vita had you know 128 gigs of storage on it oh yeah i would be fine with you know like oh i have to buy something else and that's you know like i have a terabyte in there mm, okay and so, like, yes, I have to... If there was no hard drive, and they're like, oh, by the way, you also have to buy a proprietary hard drive? But, I don't know. I just... I, I don't know. To me, though, it's like it's like saying, hey, we're going to take this technology that already exists. And, like, you oh, could yeah. just go buy one of these. And 
you could just stick it in this Xbox, but we made our slot a little bit different. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Oh, no, no. And I get that. Yeah. But, like, also, I don't know. Like, I don't even have a hard drive hooked up to my Xboxes. Yeah. So. I've kind of, like, I'll be honest. Like, I agree with you. Um, and, like, so so there's two different parts of this, too. Is one, all of your Xbox... Xbox, Xbox 360, and Xbox One games will still be able to run off an external hard drive. So you'll be able to plug a game in, and all of those games can go on an external hard drive. And that also means that, in theory, you should be able to unplug the one from your Xbox One right now and plug it into your Series X, and it'll just work. Um, Theoretically. Um, the, The other half of that is that... Do you really need all those games installed on your computer anyway? Like I've really gotten to the point where I install a game. I, maybe I have four or five games mm-hmm. installed at a time, and then I just beat them and delete yeah. them, and then install a new one. Like for a while, I was really big into like every game I ever want to play. I need to install my my hard drive, and then I got to the point where I'd go into play, and I'm like, man, the world's my oyster, and I can't decide which of these fifty installed games I have that I actually want to play. And that's so. kind of what like I did is that I would have three or four games, and I'm like, I want to play that installed because I just don't want to install a bunch of things. And you know, yeah. I, it's it's yeah, it's the Netflix thing where oh, there's thousands of things to watch, but I can't pick. And yeah. You know, like, I can download things pretty fast, and yes, you have to worry about data caps and whatnot, but I don't know. It just, Not for the next two months. Uh, uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, and, and like, and this, the reality is, too, is that, it, like, I can approach it from a very, um, I live in a big city that has really fast internet, so I know that people oh, yeah, that and don't, this don't, is a different, yeah. a different thing. But my guess is they're probably not downloading 50 games either. No, so yeah, and I, I think I guess I, the reality is if you don't want to buy one of these, you just are probably going to have to plan ahead a little bit. Yeah, and I, like I said, I mean, I, I do understand the like, well, this kind of sucks aspect to it, but I don't see it in the same way, like I said, of, of certain PlayStation things where like there is no, uh, well, even even to an extent, like switches, which I know they don't have. Proprietary things, but they only have 32 gigs. You know, it's it's not like they're giving you. Well, you know, you get 256 you know gigs to download stuff on, but then you have to buy the proprietary thing. It's you know, it's a decently sized hard drive. Yeah. So I agree. Um, Apparently, the big reason that you're not just going to be able to plug any old hard drive into it is the Xbox Series X has a thing they're calling velocity architecture. And it was what I was saying earlier, where it actually uses some of your space on your hard drives as extra RAM, mm-hmm. which also kind of makes me wonder, though, it's got a one terabyte hard drive. I wonder if it reserves a portion of that for that velocity architecture. Yeah. So you may not end up with an actual terabyte to play with mm-hmm. either. So we'll see. Um, end of the day, like if that's the worst thing I ever have to say about the Xbox Series X. It's not the worst thing. So um, and, and I'll be honest, too. We're still what I mean. They, they announced today mm-hmm. that it was definitely not coming out over Thanksgiving. So my guess is that either it's coming out right before Thanksgiving or like early December. Uh, so I wonder if they're going to push them back. I don't think so. Um, the PlayStation, maybe. The PlayStation's having a really hard time getting parts, but I've heard that the Xbox is not being affected by coronavirus. Mm-hmm. So. I still wonder. I mean, like... It, they may push it back just... Well, I don't know. I, hmm. Yeah. It, I'll be honest, Call In this world... Who knows? Yeah. Um, Eurovision got canceled today. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll be honest. Watch Turkish soccer. Apparently, it's awful. 
All right. It's the only not it, not it's the only not the Euro. Oh, okay. Eurovision. I don't know what Euro. Oh, that's the that thing. It's that weird like pageantry yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, I was. I, I think the Euro got canceled. The Euros know. also got pushed back into 2021. So, uh, right. So, uh, on the plus side, we got to look at the new Xbox Series X controller, and like I. Both of us, uh, and Dylan has a Series 1, have Xbox Pro controllers. And oh. <laughs> I did not think I could like a controller more than I like that controller because it's very, very good. Um, but the new controller that's coming with the Xbox Series X looks really slick. Um, and I guess I'll get one of those too, so yep. it will be fine. Um, they've really spent a lot of time looking at essentially usability, how to make it just feel a little bit better in your hands, um, and how they can make a controller that feels good for a person that has big hands like I do and a person that has tiny little hands. You have tiny little hands, Paul? I do. I've got giant... That grind that whopper commercial. Yep. I've got gi- I've got really big palms, but very small fingers. Oh, so, that's sad. Yeah. All right. I have just big hands. You do. And Dylan's like 35 feet tall. He probably has big hands, too. Um, so they rounded the bumpers a little bit. Um, and it just makes it, it feels a little smaller. The grips have been re-sculpted. Um, they also have like tactile dots on the bumpers and the triggers that you can see. They have a new D-pad that looks kind of like, um, a cross between the two D-pads that come with the pro controllers. So it's, it's got the, you know, the, the built in like directional pad, but then there's a little bit of like roundness around it. And it's got kind of a, a hole in the middle where your finger will kind of fit into it. You know what every controller should have that these probably don't, but the little trigger, like the things that make it so you don't have to push them as much. Yes. The trigger locks. Those are so nice. I literally have mine permanently oh, yeah. set to just like the shortest uh-huh. pull. Um, I, you know, it, God, this is. One day, all of you listening, if you're not already old, will get old <laughs> and you'll start to say things like, man, if I play games for like more than three or four hours at a time, my fingers sure Oh man! <laughs> like, so the, when we were playing Rocket League, um, when we first started playing like, you know, a ton, I, I couldn't figure it out. Cause I'm like every day, my, my finger hurts uh-huh. and I can't remember which one it was, but it was something, I think it's, you have to hold down it's the gas yeah, one. <laughs> like that was causing my finger to hurt. I'm like, I was getting oh. like carpal tunnel from rocket uh-huh. league, but yeah, no, like when I got my pro controller, they're like, Hey, do you want, uh, which of these button like stick things you want? I'm like the one that are smooth that don't have all sorts of little texture all of them. Cause I'm a delicate, delicate <laughs> fingers. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. The trigger locks are amazing and I love them. Uh, this does not have them, but I think overall to be, it'll be more comfortable to hold. Um, it has a dedicated share button, which I, hopefully it's programmable. Um, cause I would love to just have a screenshot button. Yeah. Absolutely would love to have a that, screenshot button or like a button. Like if you press it, it takes a screenshot or if you hold it, it takes a video. That being said, how often do you use the one on the switch? All the time. Really? Because mm-hmm. my actually no, it's a total lie, and you know the reason. Because taking a screenshot on the switch is the stupidest yeah. thing in the world. Because you can do nothing with them unless you want to send it to Twitter or Facebook. It's impossible to get them off. I uh, phrasing. Um, mm. I uh, no. I every time I use the screenshot button on the switch, it's me thinking I'm hitting the minus <laughs> or plus button, and then going like, ah, Same. damn it. Yeah. No. I I really like taking pictures on my xbox especially now that it's really easy 
to like they automatically sync to your app so you can download them off the app and then there's a site called xboxdvr.com yeah. that i use a lot um and so i take a lot of them and i would love it just to be a little bit easier like it's not hard to hit your button and whatever but it would be i'd like it just to be a little simpler the, um the only time i ahead. ever took like a uh, video was red dead redemption 2 where i'm like ha that funny thing happened other than that yeah i i never take screenshots or I, i've taken probably tw- 15 screenshots of ori in the last three days hmm. it's it's so pretty um It'll also, it has new Bluetooth, so it'll remember multiple multiple Bluetooth devices, which is really nice if you're moving between multiple computers or um, an Xbox and another Xbox or an Xbox and whatever. It'll, it'll just make that syncing process a little easier. Um, and it includes uh, just new Bluetooth technology that's going to make that pairing easier as well. Um, one thing they really worked on was uh, latency too. So I guess if you don't know how an Xbox controller works, they've got, um, I don't know what Dylan's unwrapping, but it's really noisy. Dylan, Dylan's eating sun chips over here. I'm having a bad time. I just cut my finger, not making noise. Like, Dylan's bleeding while eating sun I'm chips. Bleeding. There's salt in the wound. <laughs> anyway, um, so... Xbox controllers actually have two methods of connecting. They have Bluetooth to connect to PCs, and then they have like this proprietary Xbox radio frequency doohickey. And they've worked on those to make it so that the the um, the number of times that your controller talks to your system, regardless of what it is, will equal the frame rate. So if you're running a game at 30 frames a second, it'll talk 30 frames a second. If you're or 30 times a second, if you're running at Theoretically, the Xbox can run at, I think, 144. The new Series X will be able to run at 144 frames a second. It'll talk that often. So you'll have better syncing between what's going on in your controller. Um, you'll, I guess, if you're one of those people that really thinks that, you know, you're better at whatever game at higher frame rates, it'll talk more often to it. So overall, it's just, it just is a better controller. Um, the only disappointing, well... I don't know. Tell me what you guys think, because I, I'm kind of of two minds. Like, I really like having a controller that has a battery pack, but or that has, like, built-in charging. But I really only like having one that has built-in charging if I have more than one controller, <laughs> because I am awful and often just let them die and need to go get a second one. So this one uses batteries, and, like, I'm not sure that's bad, but maybe I'm wrong. What do you think? Um... I don't know. Like I get the having a battery and I, I don't, I don't know if my thing ever runs out of battery, I just charge it while I'm playing. Yeah. I guess yeah. that works. I don't know. I don't, I much I don't prefer know. not shuffling batteries out and into controllers, but I don't think it's the most important thing. Yeah. I guess I did it for so long that it, I don't know. I've just got charging packs on all of my controllers now, but I also have like nine Xbox One controllers, so there's always one charged. So I don't know. Anyway, that's the new Xbox Series X controller. I think it looks cool. You should go look at pictures of it. Like, it's a very attractive controller. Uh, so, coronavirus, again, bummer. <laughs> like, the next three stories are about coronavirus. I'm sorry. If you're sick of this already, I don't know what to tell you. It's not going to get better. Uh, So in Spain, which has the most instances of coronavirus next to Italy, um, which is hard competition, to be honest, uh, the Real Betis and Sevilla game was supposed to be played. And this is actually part of um, 
like kind of a it's a like a derby cup for them so it was actually a sort of important game in the world of spanish soccer and it got canceled because of coronavirus and so what they decided to do is each team picked a a champion and those champions played each other in a game of fifa uh real betis chose borja iglesia and sevilla chose sergio hmm regulion regulion reg i don't know how you I don't know how to make that person's name. Um, they streamed it on Twitch. 60,000 people turned in to watch this game. And uh, Real Betis won 6-5. Iglesias scored the game-winning goal while playing as himself in FIFA 20. Apparently, the commentary on it is absolutely outstanding. <laughs> if, you, if you like soccer, it's probably worth looking up. So I would not be shocked if you see more of these shenanigans happening. Um, like, uh, yesterday, we watched the... A hour and a half Dropkick Murphys concert entirely streamed. It was incredible. Like when we tuned in, there's 120,000 people watching. So I guess if you run a sports team and uh, are looking for some way to get people to show up, this is this is not bad. I'd watch. I think Real should finish their season this way, Cole. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, watch. there's a possibility. <laughs> Maybe they'd do better. <laughs> All right. Um, so we've talked a lot about GameStop. Um, the last couple weeks, months, years, and there's only one way we're going to stop talking about GameStop and this might be it. So, um, this is, I'm going to quote heavily from a Polygon article, uh, because they have been the ones doing kind of the investigative journalism on this. Um, a bunch of employees reached out to Polygon and said like, Hey, um, the, the people that run GameStop aren't taking this whole coronavirus thing very seriously. And Polygon was shocked, I tell you, shocked. And uh, so, like, today in San Francisco, where, like, you are supposed to be closed if you are not a central store, which pretty much means you're a pharmacy or grocery a store. Um, store, they reached out to six different GameStops, and you'll be shocked to find out they were all open. And <laughs> it appears to be... Um, GameStop's like, holy crap, there's all these people stuck at home playing video games. We need to be open so we can make some money because, you know, we don't have any of people money. Um, a manager was quoted as saying, we just got off a conference call about an hour ago saying that we'll be staying open our normal business hours no matter what the states are mandating. We asked what happens if an employee does get the coronavirus and came to work with it, and we were told they would have the whole staff of that store on quarantine. The store would be closed to clean it, and then they would reopen it with another staff. Um, they are also, quote, demanding standard trades and tech trades, so we're handling a lot of unknown goods. They say we can use gloves, but the company cannot provide them, so it's up, for, it's up to us to find them. Um, apparently, workers have been told to clean their hands every 30 minutes and to regularly clean in-store services, but they don't have any hand sanitizer or cleaning materials that they can send. Um, five employees told Polygon they have not received cleaning supplies. The company memo said its cleaning supplies order will not be available for, quote, several weeks. Mm -hmm. Workers are being told to buy their own cleaning supplies and expense it. Um, Good luck On the plus that. side, they did cancel the Doom Turtle and Animal Crossing in-store events. So... Um, what this is like it's terrible and awful and like shame on GameStop again like I swear to god they could be in Troll Corner every week because they are a, like all retail is bad like no one really works for a retail store that's like oh man they treat us like just amazing and they love us and it's a family um, anyone who says that is just trying to lie to you <laughs> you're promise. telling that to your boss exactly exactly or your boss is telling it to you oh. and by they mean family they mean hey how do you feel about unpaid overtime mm -hmm. 
but like GameStop is just worse. They're awful. Um, I would like you to help me on the over under whether or not GameStop is still in business by the time Reggie starts on <laughs> their board in April. Uh, let's see. It's March. Yeah. So you got about a month. Do you think that GameStop can stay open for a month in this economy? I mean, probably like I, here's the thing <laughs> is that on top of that, it just the general vibe around here of people who are like, eh, it's the flu. We'll be fine. Probably means that people are still just going to GameStop to GameStop. <laughs> so, yeah, because yeah, like <laughs> I don't think GameStop makes it out of this year. I really do. Out not. of this I year. No, but uh, no. Out of out of April. out of this month, maybe yeah, maybe through the end of April. I don't know if they make it through the end of June. I really don't. A lot of dry months over the summer. Yeah. A lot of games getting pushed back. A lot of, lot of. I mean, it's hard to trade in games when you can't go to a store. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. They, I guess they have a decent online shop, but I mean, I don't know. If anyone's ever, I don't know why you'd shop off GameStop unless you wanted to use stuff when you could shop off Amazon. So we'll see. Uh, all right. Finally, if uh, you have games and you touch them with your dirty, dirty, dirty hands, um, like you're supposed to be washing your hands very frequently. Wash your hands frequently. Use soap. Um, it's important. Um do it after you sneeze, do it after you go outside, do it after you come inside, do it, just do it a lot. It's good. Um, but if you wash your hands and then pick up your disgusting switch, um, you just unwash your hands. Congratulations. So controllers, handheld systems like your switch, your TV remotes, you should be cleaning those all the time. Do not take some sort of cleaner and spray it on your switch. That will ruin it as the cleaner gets inside and eats at the green parts in the middle. Um, unplug it, take out all the batteries, fully power down your switch, um, hold the power button for three seconds, menu pops up, select power options, and turn it off. Do all those things. Then get an actual disinfectant. This is not Windex. Windex is not a disinfectant. <laughs> um, it's probably going to have Clorox or Lysol on the uh, the you know, label, unless you got it like a dollar store and then it'll have something that looks like Clorox and Lysol, but is le like legally distinguishable from it. Um, like maybe Chloron or something. Um, put that on a cloth, get it damp, but not wet, and then clean all of your stuff. Um, if you need to get to like some squidgy bits, use a Q-tip. Um, but then like, look at the back of your bottle and it's going to tell you how long you need to leave it on there in order for the disinfectant to actually kill all the crap on it. Um, you're going to get it kind of like damp and then let it kill it and then go away. Colby looks sad. Tell me what you're sad about Colby. You ever actually looked? Is at, it that you don't have, have you ever actually looked at how long you have to keep those things wet? You know, it kind of depends on the stuff, but yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's like sometimes like 30 seconds to 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. So you may actually have to do it a couple times to keep it wet enough to kill it, but you'll be happy that you did. Maybe. <laughs> the, the thing is is that if you are the only person using that thing you're probably you're, okay you're you're like if it is not a communal thing you're gonna be okay touching it um i would say more clean the areas you set that thing down on 
Yeah. Uh, well, and, and what I would say too is, is if you're me, like I have not left my house in a number of days. Um, like my switches just have my germs. They're mm -hmm. probably fine. Even if everyone in my house uses that switch, it just has our germs. But yeah. theoretically, we are all okay. Um, but if you're going to work, yeah. if you're going shopping, if you're going um, any place where you're encountering other people that are not inside your little quarantine unit, you need to take care of, of those things and clean Here, here's, And everything else, really. Yeah, I was going to say, there are so many things that you should probably clean more than your switch or your controller. I mean, can, I clean think it's your more controller just like those things switch. are so intimate yeah. to your hands. But like your keys. Um, yeah, absolutely. I was telling my wife cleaned my keys for me the other day. It was very sweet of her. You know, like you you touch something, you touch your keys, you put them in your pocket, you clean your hands, you touch your keys. Yeah. Uh, you know, like doorknobs, doorknobs and stuff. Like clean your switch. I've clean I clean my controllers and stuff, but I do that anyway because. Your hands are filthy, yo. Um, your cell phone, clean yeah, that. Dylan is touching his face so much he's going to die of coronavirus. Uh, I'm clean, invincible. <laughs> clean your 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 uh, cell phone way before you clean your yep. switch. Um, just clean your hands. That's, just clean everything. Uh, just clean. I, I, Don't be disgusting. I'd say wash your hands way more than you watch your switch. Yep. Stay home. For the stay, love of God, stay home. I don't know. Like, I have to go to work every day, but stay home other than that. Or, I mean, like, yeah. you know, you can go outside. You can drive around in your car. Just don't go out with other people. Yeah. The, love the number of, of people God. I hear, they're like, yeah, we just had a little party at my house. I'm like, you're all dying. Don't die. Like, don't die. Dying sucks. All right, Dylan, let's show me show me how much better you are than Colby. I beg to differ. <laughs> hey, yo, Finny. Mm -mm. What are you doing? Nope. You stuck at home better. too? Nope. Mine was yeah. better. It was not. I should make like a... Good a day! I'm Vinny! Oh, that's bad. So I'll, I should, Good I should tomorrow grab... to you, sir! <laughs> Good I'll howdy! I'll see if I can grab Colby's from last week and Dylan's from this week, and I'll just put it up on Patreon. Uh, Alright, Vinny wants to know, do companies like Xbox, Ubisoft, Bethesda, etc.? Etc. Stay clustered around the E3 week, or do they spread apart to give themselves a little bit more room for um, their online E3 presentations? Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? I wonder if I wonder if it hurts you to not stay kind of clustered around the E3 week um, because more people will be paying attention, and by more people, I mean more. You, you'll have that, like, hey, E3 is canceled, but they're still doing things. And if you're outside of that thing, if that will hurt you in the long run. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure. Um, because I kind of go both ways on it. I, I think that I, what you said is absolutely right. Is that there is some value in making a big deal about um, game <clears throat> announcements. Of like, that bam, 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 bam. And, you know, being able to have... Um, a team dedicated to coverage and that kind of thing. But at the same time, if you announce on a Monday and no one else is announcing that Monday, you get all of that coverage as opposed to a little bit of it. But at the yeah. same time, like on the, on, on the other side of that, when you think about how coverage of E3 looks versus the coverage of like um, PSX um, or what's the Xbox one where they, they like went to Mexico and did the big Xbox. And you know, it's like you, there's coverage of that, but it's not, 
E3 coverage. Yeah. So I, I wonder. You're probably right. I wonder if it's less people that you're gonna that, like people are gonna watch it no matter what. But I wonder if you will get less press. Like yeah, if it's media. You're, you're gonna have people like media is aware of what it is and that it was canceled, and you may get more press that way if you are in that time frame versus yeah. outside of it. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I guess we will have to see. I'm, I am interested to. Well, here's a question: Does PlayStation PlayStation was not going to be part of E3? Does PlayStation have a press conference now? So the interesting thing I heard was that PlayStation with E3, they weren't going to be at E3 because they were going to other, like they were going to yeah. spread out more. Uh, it's going to hurt PlayStation now because there is no spreading out because those things are now canceled. I mean, it's not going to hurt. Like, it's PlayStation. Like, I don't think we have to really worry about it hurting PlayStation because they're one of three. Like, it's not that, I mean, you know. Like, Xbox made some very serious missteps coming into yeah. uh, off the 360 and into the Xbox One, and it hurt them for this entire generation. And I watch what PlayStation's doing now, and they just make weird decision after weird decision after weird decision. And I can't decide if it's like hubris or if it's just playstation you know, has I, japan yeah that's what playstation has the asian market but i kind of wonder if it is more like playstation is the asian market yeah well and that's you what i'm what saying I, they, they they have it so uh, like i think the playstation 3 being beaten by the 360 is somewhat of an anomaly um yeah. Like I mean, again, don't get me wrong. Xbox is not hurting. It's not. No, no, it, no. It's not like they are the Atari Jaguar. Um, no. You know, it's. It's not even necessarily like I don't even know if you would say a Super Nintendo Genesis thing. Yeah. It's a a Super Nintendo and a slightly less selling Super Nintendo, yeah. and so. But I just don't think with Xbox can't necessarily crack the Asian market and PS. Their PlayStation is always going to have that Asian market, yeah. so I don't know, I don't if, know. if if not if missing out on these things is really going to hurt them in hurt the long them. run. I just think it's so weird to watch PlayStation manage things oh, over yeah. like the last six to twelve months. It's just been weird. Yeah. Oh, I also so. enjoy that you know the things that hurt Xbox going into this thing are now all very common things that we have no problem yeah. with. Yep, absolutely. All right, uh, Island Pizza, who I think is Eddie. Dude changes his name like I once want or two weeks. Island Pizza. Just, I don't know mm -hmm. what's on it, but I picture it. I got the Jamaican jerk pizza from CPK. I picture it being that, and that was delicious. See, and I just figured it was just a Hawaiian. Yeah, I think it's just Hawaiian pizza. Although he is from Puerto Rico, so maybe Puerto island. Rico makes some sort of cool pizza that yeah. I'm unaware of. Like, I met a dude from Colombia, and he made hot dogs. And I didn't actually have one because I got there late, but, like, they had all sorts of... There was, like, pineapple on it, and it was cooked in Coke. So, who knows what kind of fancy Puerto Rican pizza they have. I will ask Eddie and report back next week. Okay. All right. Uh, he wants to know, with Animal Crossing dropping this week, uh, three hours early, by the way, <laughs> what kind of crossovers would yeah. you like to see in the Animal Crossing world? Maybe Doom Guy's helmet as a prop? A Kirby t-shirt? Um... It's, and, like, Doomguy's helmet didn't really do anything for me, but I'd like to see Master Chief's helmet, like, for some reason. For some reason, that strikes Aren't me as more Aren't they the same like, helmet? They absolutely <laughs> are, except I think the, the Halo one's green. Um, but so is the Doom one. 
Is it? Yes. Yeah, it's kind of like an olive drab. 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 Whatever. Yeah, helmets are good. That's but, all I'm saying. But you also have the like the awesome like Doom Animal Crossing crossover going on right now. So that everyone went silent. Love. You're right. You're right. Yeah, that actually yeah. does make a lot of sense. No, sorry, I got an email. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm like, interesting did, email. did the feed die? I... <laughs> it's like since my entire company went on working from home, and so it used to be that I got email constantly, and now like everyone's working remote. They're like, I don't know how to communicate anymore. I'm scared of email, so I get like three a day. So one came through. I'm like, oh, something's happening. It did. It was not interesting. It was about Christmas music. Like Christmas music is great. I'm fine with it, but you know, whatever. Um, so yes, I'm. You are right, Colby. A Doom guy <laughs> helmet would actually make a lot of sense as well. Uh, also, I want to point get... out that like Xbox may not be cool with that, whereas Doom is multi-platform and <laughs> it actually is on the Switch, uh-huh, so they'd probably yeah. be fine. I don't know. Xbox has been pretty yeah, willing been, to play. Yeah, they've so. been pretty good with it. Did you guys see all the like the like summoning circles people were making with like Doom and Animal Crossing? Mm. Uh, I want some sort of pentagram (laughs) that I can, like, Tom Nook will build me a giant, like, massive, uh, like, sacrificial coliseum in my backyard. Is this, is it, like, essentially the opposite of the Diablo 3, like, fun, colorful level? Yes. Where you go from Animal Crossing to, like, some sort of horrific, like, you know. Hellscape. Yeah. That would be awesome. Everything's just running around and on fire. <laughs> you go through some weird wavy portal, and all of a sudden you're like, "Oh no!" Is is the ground built of corpses? <laughs> it's the different Animal Crossing. <laughs> That's the crossover. <laughs> Maybe it's actually literally Animal Crossing. Yeah. It's just full of like ligers. <laughs> I found out the other day that like maybe this is common knowledge, but there is a zebra horse yeah, hybrid. Yeah. They're called sources. Uh-huh. Um, they're real cute and kind of a like, hey, it's a horse with stripes, which isn't really all that it's different. Just than the zebra. A horse stripes, <laughs> but they're subtle. They're like really subtle. That just so. seems like something you would tell your like ten year old right. just to screw with them. Look at that. That's a horse. Yeah, uh, that, that that's a horse that's got stripes. Isn't it a zebra? <laughs> no, yeah, it's a horse. horse. It's a horse. Is that Vinny's dad? Yeah. I I had a vague moment today, too, where I was like, are narwhals real? So, (laughs) Just just for a minute. (laughs) My wife did not know that narwhals were real. She thought they were made up for elf. Well, yeah. (laughs) How how would someone believe that a unicorn and a whale bred? (laughs) I I mean, she also didn't believe sloths were real, I think. There was another... she probably also confuses like cows and buffalo, and yeah, I... she's she is the sweetest girl, but like her grasp of the animal kingdom is tenuous at best. Not, none of her three degrees are in animal husbandry or anything. I... Thank God. Oh. Oddly enough, my dad went to school like shared a dorm room with two guys whose degrees were in animal husbandry. So I don't know. I don't know what that means. All right, Polly Nerdic asks. Uh, he actually has two questions. We're going to allow him Not to. Not allowed. We, we do it all the time, though. Oh, okay. So, 
Uh, not sure if some form of this question has ever been asked before. It probably has, but who cares? Uh, but for some time now, I've been hung up on certain games that are critically and publicly lauded, but I don't personally care for them and find myself pondering why I don't like them, even though I think I should. For example, I love the Metal Gear Solid series, but after 40 hours with Metal Gear Solid 5, it occurred to me that I wasn't enjoying it. Uh, does anyone else have experience like this? Um, uh, Breath of the Wild. The wild. <laughs> Well, that's three for three on Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I will say, like, I here's the thing with, like, Metal Gear. I've never played one, and I have absolutely no interest in playing one. But... Like, yeah. zero interest. Like, yeah. I hear that they are phenomenal games and, you know, all these things. I'm like, yeah, I, no interest. Um... Final Fantasy 7 or any yeah. Final Fantasy 7 that doesn't end with a 4 or a 6 or a 2 yeah. and a 3 depending no yeah. interest in those now any game like man I wish I could remember what game it was um I probably actually could figure it out um it was during so we're watching that Nintendo Direct right and uh they start describing this game and first of all the game is called oh, I don't think it's in this list of games that I'm looking at Anyways, it's like some oh eldest souls, yeah. And in they start. Here's the the description from IGN is it's set in a grim, dark fantasy world and is a boss rush game with a high level of combat customization, talent, and ability. It's supposed to be like ultra hard and stuff. I'm like, let's see. It's called Souls. It sounds awful. That's a game I'm gonna hate. Yeah, that's <laughs> that, that's another like I you know much like Metal Gear Solid, Dark Souls, any of those Souls like games. I just have no interest in. I have absolutely yeah. no interest. I find too as I get older. Um, and just like my time becomes whatever it is. I was talking to Mr. Polite the other day in our Discord, and uh, we're talking about Final Fantasy XV. I said, I asked how long it was, and he's like, you know, I really powered through it, and I beat it in like 30 hours, 29 yeah. hours. I'm like, you know, like that's the biggest problem I face nowadays with, with playing big games is that because I only can play games for maybe maybe an hour or two a game, day, but usually more like 45 minutes to an hour. It's It's like the time I have after my kid goes to sleep. Um, a game to uh, to beat a game that is thirty hours long will take me a month. Yeah, and about two weeks into a game, I start to just get super bored with it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, am I ever going to beat this game? When so I it's not like the length of games. I mean, it's like the, it the length of game just gets super compressed. I just get yeah. I get really bored after like twenty hours. When I play like a long game, I have to be able to put time into it like i could i could never play like you know oh hey here's a game that is 70 hours long you're gonna spread it out over like two months i would have to be able to like okay i'm gonna like clear away time so i can play like an hour or two on top of like the hour i already play kind of deal because i just it i do i get kind of bored of it and if i go away from those kinds of games for more than about two days when i get yeah. back i'm like I don't want to do this. Um, yeah. Even if it's a good game, like I'll often find that if I don't go, if I'm not playing it, like not constantly, but on like a near daily basis, a little bit, I I just can't do it anymore. Yeah, I'm the same. But and like I can do it even if like it's a game that I'm playing during the week, and then like you and I are playing mm -hmm. on the weekend. So like if I can put six or seven hours into it over a weekend and then put another three, four, five hours mm -hmm. into it during the week, like that's going to be fine because I'm going to be able to beat that game in 
two or three weeks, but that yeah. really seems to be like the longest I want to play things these days. Yeah. So uh, his other question is he was curious if anyone else has a game or genre they love, but are terrible at for me, Thumper is a clear example of this. I love the look and sound of the game, but I am terrible at the rhythm based gameplay. Uh, Real time strategy games for yeah, me. Same. Where I uh, love well, the idea of them. Yeah. And I don't know. I can't think of it. One that I'm like bad at that. I love. Yeah. You're generally pretty good at games, though. I think that there's just ones that I just don't like. And so I don't, yeah. you know, and real-time strategy, like, I always kind of, I, I, I don't think it's that I'm bad at them. I just don't think I like them is what yeah. it comes down to. And I my problem know. is I want to, like, real-time strategy games have always been the games to me that, like, that's a game that, that like, smart people with good critical thinking skills, like, play. And I, I, I realize that I don't think that's true. I think that it's a game where you, like, memorize strategies. It's, yeah. it's, like, uh, it's like a Rubik's Cube. Like, watching a person that knows how to do a Rubik's Cube is really impressive. It makes you think, like, that person must be a genius. But, in fact, it's just a person that's, like, really memorized, you know, I'm here and I need to get to yeah. here and these are the steps to do it. And I think a lot of real-time strategy games are that way is that I know I have to craft these units and deploy them in this way. And if the other people are doing this, this is what I need to do to counter that. And I don't – I'm not good enough at it to spend the time to figure those strategies out. So I play it and I go like, oh, this game's so cool. I love making all these things. And then I die and go like, I'm just not very good at real-time strategy games. <laughs> so anyway, anyone else on that one? No, I like I said, I I can't think of one offhand. Always but... good at all games. No, it's not he that is... I'm good at them. It's it, I think that I... you just don't play games you don't yeah aren't good at like or yeah. or necessarily that like yeah I could probably be better at like I don't think I'm good at real time strategy games, but I think it's more that I just don't really like them. So there's no point yeah. in me getting better yeah, at them because it. I just don't enjoy them. It's it's guess... it's kind of Dark Souls. Like I'm yeah. sure I could play Dark Souls and beat it and stuff. I just have absolutely no want to yeah i would actually say the other example for me in this is um uh like battlefield or that style of game you know big 15v15 um battle war games um, oh. or even games like Fortnite. Um, oh, like yeah like multiplayer call of duty kind of stuff yeah, yeah third player yeah call of duty was actually the game i was looking for in my head but it didn't come um i'm not good at them mm. and um, I mean, any of those, even like the Star Wars Battlefront games, I'm not good at them, and I have no desire to put in the weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks of time mm -hmm. to get better at them. And so even though I look at it and go like, oh man, that game looks super cool, I know I will never play them because it's just not fun to die over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. So, so much of those are just learning maps. It's not necessarily Absolutely. skill. It's like I've played this enough that I know where everything on the map is. Yeah, and I just I I just don't have the time or the you yeah know, whatever to do it. Yep. Uh, I'm looking up a list of the Golden Raspberry Awards right now because uh, we have a question coming up about those. Uh, There's still one. Joe Coleslaw There's one in between, a... though. So uh, Joe Coleslaw wants to know, inspired by that quote, well, I, I, I was going to quote on riveting. Can you explain this question to me? Because I've read it like 12 times and I don't understand what it is. Okay, so uh, I'll, let me read it first. Inspired by that riveting road to the PS4 thing, what celebrity would you want to lead a conference if you want folks hyped, excited, bored... Uh... Yeah. So, so essentially what we're talking about is uh, the, the PS4 conference this morning was led, like I swear to God, the guy looked like Dana Carvey and he was doing just 
this weird, like his method of speaking was terrible. Um, and he's wondering, I think, uh, if, if we want people to be hyped, like if you want video game hype, you bring Phil Spencer, like that dude hypes. Um, if you want people to be bored, this guy, what I was going to say earlier, reminded me of a cross between Ben Stein and Mr. Rogers, <laughs> um, which is not, no, it's not good. He just like, it was, you know how Mr. Rogers had that, you know, I'm Mr. Rogers and I talk very slowly and very methodically and I love you and Mr. Tiger Daniel. And on top of that, he had this just like almost kind of weird monotone Ben Stein voice. It was literally the worst of both worlds, I, and I, I could not listen for longer than like ten. I think minutes. you're describing the dude that did the uh, Hailbop Comet Cult. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it wasn't good. It was not good at all. So that's. I mean, I don't know. Can you think of anyone worse than that to to host one of those conferences? Um, worse. I mean, I didn't see it. Uh, just imagine the most boring thing you've ever seen, and imagine someone worse than that. I mean, I would say Ben Stein. Yeah, I, Ben Stein, absolutely. I mean, he's also a terrible person. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, it was it, who who would we want to hype it? You know, I like I said, I think in the video game industry, I think that uh, I think that. Phil Spencer is very good at that, especially among like CEO level people. Um, what's his name that works for Bethesda? I can't remember his name offhand. Tim Schaefer? No, that's he runs Double Fine. Um, all right. It's the dude who at like E3 two years ago or a year ago was the guy who did all of the Fallout stuff. I can't mm. remember his name, but that guy is really good too. How about Randy Pitchford? He might have some interesting stuff. He can you know, bring his I'll, flash oh, drive. Oh, I'll be honest. I watched Randy Pitchford um, like two weeks ago do stuff at some conference. I don't remember what it was. And he is not good on stage, so, to be honest. So but he could bring his thumb drive. Here's, here's the thing. I know it's not in the video game industry, but it's adjacent. Can we get John McAfee to do it? <laughs> I mean, he can he can just dock his boat um maybe in the united states i don't know what his legal status i do is. not believe that john mcabee is allowed legally inside the united states <laughs> it might have to be from his boat Oy. all right so our next question, I'm going to send this out to, to Dylan and Colby right I've now. I've already got it. Okay. Do you, I already do know you have... the answers. I oh, mean, Colby already knows the answers. How answer. long right. do you want to talk? Mm, this, uh, let's... This is I, my I'm, jam. I'm seeing... So are we going to choose out of, of currently this year, or are you just going to go Oh, is crazy? it this year? I don't think it... So, okay. So here's the question. Mr. Plight wants to know, what is your favorite golden raspberry for worst picture? So we'll pick for this year, and then we'll let Colby talk about some terrible movies. Have, has um, anyone seen any of the ones this year? Uh, no, but I don't think that matters. I'm actually, <laughs> how are we going to pick from this year if no one has seen any of the movies from this year? I just based on the the, the names. Okay, so it's cats. cats. Yeah, that's the wins. Cats. The um, fanatic. I will. I've never even heard of so so let me paint a picture with the fanatic. Okay, starring. Starring um, 
uh, John Travolta, and I believe he may be on the autism spectrum, at least kind of from what I got in the uh, trailer, as a fan who takes it too far and possibly starts killing Devin Sawa, uh, or kidnapping Devin Sawa. Um, it is directed by Fred Durst. Oh. It's on oh. Amazon Prime if anyone wants to watch it. As is The Haunting of Sharon Tate, starring Hilary Duff in... Yeah, she wants yeah, in a, I don't know why anyone was like, hey, maybe we should make a horror movie out of that. Hmm. Uh, the Medea family funeral and Rambo Last Blood runs out. Uh... <laughs> so so my kid watches um, like uh, stuff on Prime and whatnot. Sure. And one of the advertisements was for some Medea movie. And she looked at a picture of Medea and went, that looks like grandma. <laughs> which one did you find out which um, one it was actually uh amy's mom so oh. my mother-in-law um who is neither black nor a large woman Interesting. so i don't know exactly what looked like grandma on that interesting uh. um i would like to point out that john travolta won worst actor for two movies <laughs> So you should go watch the trailer for the fanatic. It is amazing. Yeah, he also lost. He also won for trading paint. So good on him. That was a racing movie, I think, or was that the one? That might be the one that he's like a uh, boat racer that also runs drugs. Sounds amazing. Um, I can't not say this about cats. Um, so. <laughs> It was revealed today on the internet by a person, like, so this is, I guess, secondhand. Uh, a person had a friend who was a computer graphics artist, and they were hired to remove, um, so, you know, I guess one thing you know about cats, um, cats in real life, is that most cats have rather prominent butts, and they like to show them to you. Um, and originally in the movie Cats, they added those digitally to the actors. And this person was hired to remove those from that cut. Um, so moral of the story is, is that somewhere, somehow, there is a Cats butthole cut. Much like we demand the release of the Snyder cut, I demand the release of the Cats butthole cut. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, so I guess before we go much further, Dylan is not a fan of bad movies. That's that's my... I looked through the whole list now, and I'm surprised. I've seen very few of the movies in the last, seen... since the 80s that this award has taken place. The funny thing is, is like if you actually go through it, there's actually several good movies on it. Um, like Friday the 13th is a good movie. Um I mean, I would say, I'm going to pick Rambo First Blood Part 2 as my favorite yeah, movie yeah, that's that won a, that's an award. That's a good movie. It's um, a fine movie. Wait, the First Blood? No, yeah. First Blood Part 2. Two Part 2. Uh oh. Yeah, it's a good action movie, especially oh. for the time. Leonard Part 6. Um, Bad, good movie. You know, Roadhouse is actually, it's a, you know, it's not. If you buy that on Blu-ray, Kevin Smith and Scott Mosier do the commentary. Yeah, yeah. You know? Cliffhanger? is a good movie. So is Last Action Hero. Yeah. I'll be honest, Hellboy was is on it for this year and I watched Hellboy on a plane and it was a fine movie to watch on a plane. 
So, all right. Um, this is where Colby shines. I guess if you don't know, Colby and I actually do a bad movie podcast. We actually uh, released an episode this week after not doing one for like mm, eight months uh, called OMG Watch This Pod. You can go to omgwatchthispod.com. Listen to our latest episode about Miami Connection, uh, the stupid cocaine. It's great. Uh, Colby, shine. I will say that there are three movies that you should watch. Um, one of them actually bad, two of them very enjoyable. So the actual bad one is Anaconda. And the only reason you want to watch Anaconda is 100% for John Voight doing some accent. Um <laughs> I think it's supposed to be like a Creole accent or some sort of like kind of French accent, but I, th the entire time you're watching it, you just sit there going, what's he doing? Who decided that this was what you should do in this movie? And was that person fired? Apparently not because it's in the entire movie. Is the second reason JLo? Uh, yeah, she's actually not bad in it. Um, it's got Ice Cube. Um, it has, uh, oh, who is the guy? He was Machete and oh, Johnny, uh, uh, Danny, Johnny Trejo. 23. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Danny Trejo's in it. Um, they're, uh, going after a giant snake that eats people willy nilly. Yeah, and, oh, the CGI is amazing in it. So that one's, yeah. you know, I will also say Island of Dr. Moreau. Uh, that stars, um, oh, Marlon Brando at possibly his most insane. And that <laughs> is like, that's an insane award. a lot. Like yeah. this is a man who just, you know, like showed up to the set of apocalypse now, like 70 pounds overweight and was like, yeah, I didn't read the script. So my bad. So um, you guys are going to let me read off cue cards, correct? No, no, he didn't do cue cards. He was actually, they had a uh, thing in his ear, I believe, to no, read him what's lines. What's the movie where there's literally a guy? So that would be The Godfather, which he won an Academy Award for. A lot of times his lines were actually written on the sh like a piece of paper and taped to the shirts of the people he was talking to. <laughs> It's good. It's very good. So he also in The Godfather had the the cat that he, you know, strokes was just a stray that he found and he insisted be in the movie and it actually ruined a lot of the audio because it would just sit and purr. <laughs> um, in The Island of Dr. Moreau, that cat is a little person who he met and was like, guys in the movie, he's going to be Mini-Me, which is where we get Mini-Me and Austin Powers from. Amazing. Um, okay, so, the two movies. so the two movies that are good... And one of those, I'm not sure it's actually good, but I love it. Um, 3,000 Miles to Graceland is <laughs> a movie starring Kevin Costner and Kurt Russell as um, Elvis impersonators who rob a casino. And there's some double crossing and a lot of just dumb, stupid fun. So see that. My other one is Showgirls. Showgirls is the <laughs> best comedy of the 1990s fight me absolutely true there is you... not a better comedy than showgirls and if you can find the vh1 censored version of showgirls it's the greatest movie ever made but you can't find the censored vh1 version of showgirls in which they literally ms paint clothes on the women because if you if you take out the nudity in that movie it's like 12 minutes long it's amazing so, yeah um, 
Those are good movies. I, I think that answered that conclusively. Uh, cheap free games this month. Um, there's a lot of them, actually. I don't know. Maybe there's not a lot of them. I can't tell. Uh, game Pass for the Xbox. Ace Combat 7 Skies Unknown is coming out March 13th, which I've actually always kind of wanted to play, to be honest, but never wanted to pay for. It's a flight sim. Um, looks good. Uh, a game called... This, this photorealistic skies? Like, wow, look at the blue. Like... <laughs> Hey man, like for Forza, they sent like a team of four guys to the desert for two weeks to capture skies. So skies matter. Uh, a game called Kona set in Northern Canada, 1970, a strange blizzard ravages mm, some lake. Step into the shoes of private, a private detective to private, <laughs> a private detective to investigate surreal events in an eerie village while battling the elements to survive. Sounds good. Also March 19th. And finally the surge two, which is Xbox one X enhanced on the way to Jericho city. Your plane is shot down by a mysterious storm. Do storms shoot down planes? Yeah. No, I mean, haven't you ever been shot by a storm? It's called lightning. Lightning can. Uh, shot down by a mysterious storm and cla crash lands in the outskirts in this hardcore, brutal melee combat game. The Surge 2 challenges you to unravel its hidden secrets. March 19th, mm -hmm. March 24th, Edge, Xbox One X Enhanced, and also Xbox Play Anywhere, so you can play that on a PC. Uh, grab your team and tear it up in Bleeding Edge, an electrifying online brawler where every fighter comes mechanically enhanced for mayhem. So that's the new... Uh, uh, like kind of melee Overwatch game from um, Ninja Theory. It's supposed to be okay. March 24th, March 26th, one that uh, this is the game everyone is going to be excited about this month. I guarantee you there's going to be some sort of Microsoft reward around this, and I will not play this game even for points. Uh, Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. It's morphin' time. Power Rangers Battle for the Grid put, pits current and classic Rangers and villains in a three versus three tag battle. It sounds horrible. Anyway, uh, Game Pass for PC, Ast Astrologaster? That's um, right. Yeah, it's a comedy game set in Shakespeare's London. Play as Doctor, which is in air quotes, Simon Foreman, and treat his patients using astrology and win him a medical license. I will tell you, there are five people at my work that are cosplaying at this game right now. What? What is Shakespeare's London? Uh, Shakespeare's London is in the... Hundreds, I guess. Is that like, yeah. You didn't need a medical license in 1600s London. You didn't need a medical license in like 1900s America. Like, I've been listening to a couple episodes of Behind the Bastards uh -huh. lately, where it doesn't appear that you needed a medical license in 1950 to practice <laughs> medicine in America. Um, anyway, the difference between them practicing this in the 19 1640s versus now is there's actual real doctors now. <laughs> well, yeah, but... But like like Shakespeare's London, like oh, you're gonna need a license for those leeches. Like, man, I tell you, uh, no dates on any of these Game Pass games. Like literally, they're just listed as coming soon on the PC. Uh, they're also getting Bleeding Edge, the Power Rangers, and the Surge too, presumably on the same yeah, day. The Xbox I guess. Getting them, but they they will not say. So fine. Uh, also, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members are getting some extra, I guess we'll say perks for subscribing. So Xbox Ultimate is the like $15 a month one right now where you get Xbox games and PC games. Uh, Fantasy Star Online 2, you'll get a special content bundle which includes unique emotes, in-game cosmetics, including an Xbox jacket. 
a gold ticket mission pass and in-game currency. Uh, World of Tanks, you get three powerful tanks and more. Sea of Thieves, you get a free Ori-inspired ancestral sail figurehead hull and a flag for your Ooh. ship. I know, right? Uh, and in Smite, you get a bundle that unlocks uh, five gods, special character skins, and voice packs so you can ride into the Battle of the Gods in style. Um, so cool. I mean, like, it's always nice to get a little extra stuff for your stuff. Uh, Humble Bundle right now is doing the Mega Man, or I'm sorry, the Humble Com, blah, 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 blah. Humble Capcom Mega Bundle. So for a buck, you can get Strider Mega Man Legacy Collection, Resident Evil, Resident Evil Revelations 2 Episode 1 Penal Colony, which is a very long title, and Resident Evil 2 All In-Game Rewards. Uh, you get Mega Man X Legacy Collection, uh, Resident Evil Zero HD Remaster, Resident <coughs> Evil Revelations, Resident Evil Revelations 2 Complete Season, 50% off of Resident Evil 2 Humble Store Coupon, and 50% off Devil May Cry 5 Humble Store Coupon. You get those for 11 bucks. Uh, for 20 you get Mega Man 11, uh, Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection, Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen, Devil May Cry 4 Special Edition, Resident Evil HD Remaster, and Dead Rising 4. So if you're into kind of... I guess the Mega Man games and the Resident Evil games and the Devil May Cry games, pretty good bundle for 20 bucks. Uh, if you, uh, you know, I was going to say you could go to bitemepodcast.com slash humble and it would be listed there and you could give us some money, but I haven't updated that page in like four months. So just think really hard about Bite Me Podcast. Will you buy that game and maybe they'll give us the money anyway? It's hard to say. Probably not. Um... Epic Game Store this month, or this week, I guess, has uh, the Stanley Parable, which is very, very, very fun. I really recommend the Stanley Parable. It's not exactly a game, but it's kind of like one, and it'll keep you very entertained for about two hours. And Watch Dogs, the... Like, I don't... How do you describe Watch Dogs? Um, I don't know, because I've never played it. Yeah, I own Watch Dogs 2 and I've also never played it. I hear really good... I mean, it's a Ubisoft game, so it's yeah. going to play like every other Ubisoft game you've ever played. Um, and it's kind of like a like a hacker game, I think. Like, you play as a, as a hacker. So I, I hear great things about him. So. Holy crap, I just saw a picture of the dude that did the PS5 thing. That is Dana Carvey. Right? I'm not kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> finally, if you are a PC gamer... Um, Steam did a kind of cool thing after the Game Rewards where you could play a bunch of game like demos for like 48 hours after the Game Awards. They're doing a similar thing now. It's called the Steam Game Festival Spring Edition. It uh, kicked off earlier today and runs through March 23rd. So you've got um, kind of over the weekend, I guess, to play these games. Um, it's, there's going to be 40 games. You just go to Steam and check them out. They did not have a list when I checked it earlier, so I'm going to run there real fast and see if they do now. Yeah, so let's see if anything good is on here. A bunch of games I have never heard of, but that doesn't mean they're not good. It just means that they're indie. So Lord Winklebottom Investigates, which features a giraffe and a top hat and a hippo dressed as Watson, I believe. So that's good. Carrion's really fun. Um, if you haven't tried that, that's had a demo before. It's good. Uh, let's see. I'm not seeing Spirit Fair actually looks really good. That one's uh, been demoed. That one got demoed at E3. Looks good. You know, oh, Jay and Silent Bob Mall Brawl, which I am a fig backer of. So. 
I would just say go download all 40 of them and try them all and you'll be able to tell me what's good. So that's, that's what I would recommend. All right. Is that everything? I think so. Uh, yep. Cool. Uh, you can follow us by going to bitemepodcast.com. That's where you will be able to find links to all of the places you can listen to this podcast that you're listening to right now. I'll be honest, if you're listening to us right now and you don't know how you found us, um, I question some some things you've done, but it'll be fine. Go to Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify. Our, our podcast got pulled off of Spotify for like three days. I really apologize about that, but it's back and better. It's not better than ever. It's about the same as it was before. So uh, go to Spotify, listen to us there. But anyways, if you go to bitemepodcast.com, that'll link you to everywhere you can listen. On all the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Bite Me Podcast. You can and support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash bite me podcast. You can join our Discord. Like Discord's fun. Yay. I recommend it. Colby's there, Dylan's there, I'm there. We're all well, Colby's not, but me and Dylan are working from home. We can chat a little bit. Uh you can uh sorry, man. <laughs> You're working from home today, and by working from home, I mean work was canceled because of an earthquake. Because um, of God's wrath. Yeah. <laughs> Go to bitemepodcast.com slash discord. Join us there. There's lots of fun people there. Lots of fun So people. much fun peoples. Like Literally anybody who's I've mentioned today in this podcast, they are there. Good people. Anyway, that's it. Dylan, show Colby how it's done. Bite me. Mine is better. In our other podcast we did, Colby sang a song to lead us out. <laughs> and that wasn't good. It was bad. It was bad. So can we officially cancel 2020? Holy crap, right? It's like an elevator. You just get the 13th floor. Jesus. I I did not expect to wake up to hear you guys had an earthquake today. <laughs> I didn't expect to have an earthquake today. Did you? <laughs> Were you actually in the elevator? I was elevator in an elevator. Oh my God. Did it stop or did it so keep going? So I was going? on the first floor because I was cleaning it. Uh -huh. And it just, you know, shook a lot. But I oh, think Jesus. because I wasn't on solid ground, like, my equilibrium yeah. was just like, woo! And How long did it, like, go Not on very for? long, but, like, I stepped out of that elevator, and it was like I was completely drunk. I could not, like, that, walk. That's insanity. And did your power go off yeah, immediately? Yeah. Or? Like, I could only assume me walking looked like some sort of, like, Ralph Bakshi kind of, I don't know, Fritz the Cat walk. That's insane. Like, just, I mean, like, we looked at it, and that's, like, one of the most yeah. powerful earthquakes in the Western United States in, like, the last 200, or 150 Oh, yeah, the years. last time that we had anything even like that in Utah was 92 and it wasn't no. even as powerful as that. And like it was it's like literally that earthquake and then like the bad earthquake in San yeah. Francisco that destroyed San Francisco in like 1906. No, what about the San Fernando or 
I, at least the thing I was looking at didn't show mm. that. So that one, that one, I don't, I don't know. know if it was really bad. That one was. It might have been close. Well, to no, the that one was long. And long. That one was like I want to say yeah. four or five minutes. Oh Jesus! Um, but like the problem with an earthquake is, is that no one wants to be inside. Yeah. So it's kind of cold in Utah, and so yeah. in the middle of a pandemic, you have huge amounts of people. Just sitting in a lobby. Mm. Yeah, good. We're all gonna die. It's not. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Oh well. I guess we should talk about video games. Welcome to Bite Me Podcast. (laughs) Everything's awful. (laughs) How you doing, Dylan? Dylan's gardening. I'm starting to create a self-sustaining piece of land um, where we can live off (laughs) onions. I was going to say, you don't get much sun, Dylan. Oh, I don't know how much. I mean, much. full sun in the front yard. It's great. Yeah. Is there? All right. Actually, the backyard gets well, good sun because I'm on the right side of this. Um, oh. So the sun come because I'm, I assume I'm the kind of the south side. So the way the sun actually comes over, um, I get the shade in this little back plot here that I'm looking at through my window. That's why I'm talking stupid um it's so fine. i can see like, it we, i don't think we've actually be like hey look over yet, here so. but you can't um that's all right but it actually this gets is, pretty sun. so a lot of uh good stuff grows back here the guy that lives two units down actually gets kale 11 months out of the year he only actually has to buy it from the store one month out of the year wow. um so actually if if you work up the soil you can just with what we have i think you can actually get quite a bit of stuff That's awesome. growing so i mean you have you have you know, to eat my- kale so yeah i really well like i'm gonna that. i'll grow other things i'm gonna have a salsa yeah. garden so we can make um fresh pico oh, and, my. Uh, remind me to send you remind me to send you a picture of my uh the peppers i'm growing oh, yeah <laughs> they're awesome so i i got a pepper and i like cut it open and it like already had roots inside of it <laughs> i'm like oh, Perfect. all right and so i i just grabbed like brooke had just like burned a candle all the way down and so i just grabbed the candle and filled it up with dirt and put the pepper in it but i didn't like separate them at all i literally put the entire head of the oh, pepper yeah. in it <laughs> and so i have like a hundred pepper plants but they're all in like three and a half you square have inches so many peppers. <laughs> no i will not have any so, peppers i'll just have a very yeah, cute so, plant. so so trending in utah clint meacham salt lake city uh emergency management said they have a hazardous materials crew at kennecott monitoring the situation there's a plume of unidentified substance coming from kennecott Operating under the assumption it is toxic. It's moving north over Great Salt Lake, not impacting residents. You're going to die. (laughs) Kennecott's a giant open pit mine, like, just to the west of Salt Lake County. Like, I lived maybe two miles from it. (laughs) Sounds fun. Anyway, we'll actually start the podcast. (sighs)